Let's go a Viking on Viking Hot Takes. Once we figure out the offensive line, everything for our Minnesota Vikings will be just fine. It's just okay. fine, y'all. All right. It, it's it's time. <laughs> it's time for Viking Hot Takes, the fast-moving Minnesota Vikings talk show. We've got Eric Thompson from the Daily Norseman. We've got me, Flip Mozzie, from Climbing the Pocket. And we've got the fans in the comments. You know, y'all know the drill. Six questions, six answers. And we want you in those comments answering the questions along with us. So buckle up and let's go. Eric, how are you? What's up? I am doing well. The weather's getting a little bit warmer. There's barely any snow left on the ground here in Minnesota. So it, it's spring is uh, springing, and so is a lot of Vikings yeah. news is popping up over since last time we talked. So we got plenty to talk about. Uh, we got so much time. We got so much to talk about, but just twenty minutes. So our our fine producer David is going to put the the timer up, and we're going to get started here, y'all. We move quick. All right, three, two, one, and let's go with the first question. So, Eric, this is episode five of VHT on episode four. The first question we literally asked was, should they keep or cut Riley Reef? And well, that's answered. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we both said that Minnesota should keep Riley. That's yep. not what GM Rick Spielman chose to do, so now... That Riley Reef has been released. What's your plan for the Vikings offensive line? Well, uh, for starters, get help, as in multiple players of help. I, I think that's I, I think that's kind of why we came to an agreement on keeping Reef, just because there were so many variables. The mm-hmm. you know it, the Vikings currently have about ten million dollars of cap space. I think after the moves they made the last couple of days, likely with more moves on the horizon. The release of Reef it, it opens up a lot of possibilities. The thing is, a lot of those possibilities could be bad that re, you know releasing reef is a big risk that could make an already bad offensive line worse but it Question is a calculated marks. risk yeah it but it is a calculated risk because they now have the financial freedom to make some moves and reef was but he was exact one of exactly two offensive linemen i think that was reliable i think he and o'neill were the only ones you could really count on bradbury was really up and down of course we know the whole guard situation so I guess this is kind of what you drafted Ezra Cleveland for. I mean, I have no idea if he can actually do it. He hasn't played any tackle of the NFL, not even in training camp or basically any form of uh, basically since Boise State. So it'll be really interesting to see what they do and how they line up. I don't really have a plan. I, I think the Vikings probably have an idea of what they want to do, but it probably depends on the type of players they can bring in. I think they you have to bring in at least one or two players as of right now. I would maybe lean towards Cleveland at left tackle if the Vikings think they're ready. If he's ready, that's a big if. I would probably say right now with the money that they have and are going to free up, get two free agent guards in there. Maybe someone like Kevin Zeitler, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, have Bradbury and O'Neill at their positions. But again, your guess is kind of good as mine right now. What do you think? Yeah, I just, you know, the flexibility is a good point. I, I think there's nine different ways. I'm, there's been different ways to shuffle the and slot these guys in to fix the offensive line. Everybody's doing it. 
but none of them sound that good. If we're going to be honest, <laughs> what else is new? That's where we've been for, for the last, it's the state of the Vikings. Same old story since Steve Hutchinson, Phil Lodehold, John Sullivan line of 2009. And it, it's just been more of a decade of this offensive line shuffle. But here's the deal, though. And, and Anthony Cartagena, I see you, sir. You're on to something. Here's what they're going to do. Uh, we all know the Vikings need to be great at tackle, good at guard. So Ezra Cleveland's not going to go anywhere. He's staying at right guard, in my opinion. They're going to okay. take their great offensive tackle because we know he's great, Brian O'Neill. And he's just going to lock down Kirk's blind side in a move to left tackle. And, and the key here that a lot of fans just aren't talking about yet is that O'Neill is also on the last year of his deal. So he's due to get a massive extension, a deserved extension, and be a franchise tackle. If you look at the top 10 left tackles versus the top 10 right tackles in the NFL, there's a $5 million difference in average pay per year. Yep. So so they, they by all means, all signs are they intend to pay Brian O'Neill big-time money uh, in the 17 to $22 million range. That's left tackle-type pay. So they're going to slide him across the line, keep Ezra Cleveland where he is at right guard. And, you know, after that, not done. You know, maybe maybe sign Rashad Hill to play right tackle cheap. Hill made $1 million last year. And then, like Anthony said, the rookie, a first-round offensive tackle to compete for that right tackle spot and probably start day one across from Brian O'Neill. So that's – yeah, go ahead. No, this is a great tackle class by every draft right. expert. So there there are plenty of players they could definitely take in the first round or two that could be a plug and play like Brian O'Neill um, just about was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's I think a lot of players could be ready to do that. So, yeah, it's there are so many different permutations of that. So my first right. question for you, it's still we're still on the reef because that's kind of the big news and that's kind of starting all the dominoes. How do you mm-hmm. want to see the Vikings spend the cap money that they did free up with the Riley Reef release? Yeah, so, so you're the GM. you get you have your ten million dollars <laughs> plus hopefully a little bit more. How are you going to spend it? Ten million dollars plus a little bit more. They got a little bit more when they restructured the punter Britton Colquitt earlier today. Yep. Uh, my top top three priorities free agency in order. We're talking cornerback. We're talking about that offensive guard spot, and we're talking defensive tackle. Uh, they might need to make another move to free up enough space to sign all those guys. Um, I, they're already talking about bringing Sean Mannion back. So who knows? But uh, with Yay. that, with, <laughs> with that 10 million, you know, just go out, grab a veteran defensive back in what I really, you know, not the best free agent class for cornerbacks, but we talked about it last month. I still have my eyes on William Jackson three from the Cincinnati Bengals. That's your guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, we have to find confident guard play. A lot of, a lot of fans are looking at Kevin Zeitler who just got cut by the New York giants or Forrest lamp from the, from the Los Angeles chargers, a guy who was linked to Minnesota during his draft process back in 2017. Those types of signings would be a dream, 
overall, you know, hopefully we don't get priced out of those types of players, but the, the, the positions and the scheme fits are the most important things. We're just looking for bargains. We're not looking for splash signings in free agency in 2021. Right. The The goal has to be, I mean, we you have to fill at least one of those two guard positions in free agency. And again, I say this every time we, we the offensive line just has to be not actively terrible. Get, get upgrade yes. to below average, please. That And then the, then the offense can really open up. But as, as it's currently constructed, yeah. the Vikings offensive line is the worst. We're seeing a lot of comments, Orlando Brown Jr. <laughs> the people are loving people him. People are about Orlando I'm Brown. Like, I'm not yeah. so much about Orlando, Orlando Brown, unless you know he's going to stay. I'm more about, you know, drafting that Rashawn Slater or, or Dara Shaw. You got Brian O'Neill set for years to come. You got your stud right tackle for years to come. Had them lock down the two anchor spots on the offensive line. And, you, and, and, you know, in the middle here, you just, you just get vet guard play or get Ezra Cleveland to develop into a solid starter next to Garrett Bradbury. That's enough for average guard for average offensive line play. That's enough. Yes, I, I agree. So what do you got next for me? <laughs> all right. Well, you know, we talked about the cap. Um, you know, all I get all these cap numbers from mainly over the cap. And yep. two things when you pop out, when you're looking at just what the Vikings are able to do on that site. First, they're using the old Vikings logo, which drives me a little crazy. You know, PFF does it too now. How hard can it be it's, to it's fix the damn tweak, logo? It's just a little tweak, Yep, it's just yep. a little tweak. We all know it. I mean, they updated the Washington football team logo overnight. So can't be that hard. But anyways, <laughs> the other thing that gets me when you're looking at the Vikings cap space situation is that Shamar Steven is now the eighth highest paid Minnesota Viking. How how does that happen, Eric? Please <laughs> make it make sense. It it happens to torture torture us torture me at least I don't know like it's it's the only logical explanation at this point I, and of course you know a couple of the big name players are gone now but like yeah to have him be the eighth highest paid player and I have heard several times over from Vikings coaches from people associated with the team and from other people that you know he he does a lot more than what shows up in the box score and his scheme his you know his job isn't to to go and get 10 sacks a year and get in the backfield all the time it's basically to open up the lanes for eric hendricks and the linebackers to come in from behind or from behind him and make plays and sure i saw a couple games early in the season there were a game or two where shamar actually like jumped out off the the screen a couple times, but there are so many more games where he just disappears where it's like, Oh right. yeah, there's, there's number 93. I remember him. Yeah. He's, he's, he's playing 45 snaps a game and I recognize him, you know, maybe twice it's, I, you know, that seems to be the next logical step. A lot of people all over Twitter and, and all over the chat have like, please get rid of them. Um, again, that's not really a position they could afford to get rid of a lot of people. They're still pretty thin there, even with Michael Pier- Pierce coming back. But yeah, I, it's if do you have an explanation? Because I don't. I'm I'm throwing my hands up here. Oh no, I got no explanation. <laughs> I mean, even they refer to him as a role player, and I'm not even a Shamar hater like a lot of fans. He's he's a rushman. I love him in the rotation. I love him as a rotational piece. But the sure. eighth highest paid Viking, and to 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 keep him at full salary when you're cutting Kyle Rudolph, when you're straight up cutting uh uh riley reef 
it's it's crazy. It's like a it's honestly it's a dream season. It's a dream off season for Mike Zimmer so far. Maybe you have time to get back into it later, but like Mike, I mean, there are six guys at risk: two offensive players, two defensive players, and two special teams players. And you know, Anthony Barr and Shamar Stephan are just fine, and Kyle Rudolph and Riley Reef they aren't even on the team anymore. So Mike Zimmer gets what he wants. That's the only way I can <laughs> explain this. Yeah, I mean, the defense needs all hands on deck, I guess, after last season. But if you're bringing back the same hands on the same deck, I don't know if I like that. So, But let's move on to players that might be a little more um, eligible for that high, the high range of, of pay that you know they actually, their play actually deserves to be uh, among those top eight players. So which current player, we've already touched on one here, I think, but which player uh, on the roster is the best candidate, in your opinion, for either restructuring or extending their contract this offseason? Uh, Shamar Steven. <laughs> Seriously, though, it should be Stefan. Um, it would be Anthony Barr. He's made it clear he's not willing to restructure. There's some rumblings out there that they're going to approach Anthony Barr. So, literally, if you just look at this, Mike Zimmer went to Kyle Rudolph. He was like, dude, take a pay cut. Rudolph was like, no. Rick Spielman's like, get off my team. Then they go to Riley Reef. They're like, Riley, take a pay cut. Riley Reef says no. They're like, yo, get off my team. Dan Bailey, they're like, yo, yo, man, you're just a kicker. Why don't you take a pay cut? And Dan Bailey's like, no, and don't call Rick's bluff anymore. He's like, get off my team. So you know by the time it got to Britton Colquitt, you know Britton Col- Colquitt, the partner, right. was like, okay, okay, I'll take a pay cut. I'll take a pay cut. <laughs> because these guys are ruthless. So if they go to bar, I, I can't imagine them saving cap space by cutting Anthony Barr to just continue this bloodbath, but he does make the most sense. Uh, outside of that, it's really just, you know, working themselves out of a tough situation. The best way to create immediate cap space without making a restructure or a cut would be a roster bonus conversion, which they could yep. do with Adam Thielen and Eric Kendricks. That would create about another roughly $10 million of cap space for them to play with this year. Yeah, I think we've already touched on, you know, as far as extending, I think Brian O'Neill is the no-brainer there. That With the rest of the OL, uh, the offensive line in flux, let's lock down at least one dependable player. You can choose whether you put him at right or left tackle. That's fine. I, I don't care. Let's have a tackle lockdown for the foreseeable future. I think another one, yeah. the, uh, maybe for the extension, converting that, bonus money giving you know a little more leeway for this year because again it's just basically from all um signs we're seeing it's this year is going to be a really crappy uh salary cap year with the 182.5 with that new tv Mm -hmm. money kicking in as soon as next year it's going to go way up i've seen estimates of like 225 or something so if you can survive this season and kick some money down the road Mm -hmm. there's going to be plenty of it next year so i think yeah i think harrison smith still seems like a good candidate to restructure i think he's going to be 32 or is 32 already but he's still a really important part of this defense and it wouldn't be too too tough to relieve the cap burden do that you know what kendricks has done in the past is convert some of that uh bonus money so they can uh free up some cap space i still i still like to i i wouldn't mind restructuring his deal as well yeah yeah i agree with that and you know we see y'all in the comments talking about Definitely getting rid of Shamar Stefan. Just draft two defensive linemen is what the fans are saying. 
you know, we got we got Proudhorn coming back, telling people that they've already released people that some fans. It's it's hard to keep up with who's on the team and who's not anymore because all these moves are happening Over so fast. fast. Yep. Yeah. So, but let's laugh. Let's have a lot of little fun with these last two questions. So, Eric, okay. little little role play, you know. Do, do the magic hands or whatever you want to do. So imagine you're Rick Spielman, Mike Zimmer, and you've got like nine million bucks. You got nine bucks in your in your pocket. What are you telling free agents to entice them to join the Vikings this year, 2021? Hmm. Let's see. They have we have really nice facilities. TCO rarely it's barely used. <laughs> they, we took all you know. I've only had one or two training camps there. It's all everything feels brand new there. And uh, they'll probably have fans in the stands come September. We're hoping go vaccine. And it's a really good home field advantage. You saw without the fans, they sure they went three and five last year. I I mean. Obviously, joking here a little bit, but I mean, in all honesty, the best recruiting yeah. tool. I mean, you can you can do the facility. You know, if you're going, if you're recruiting for college, you can show them the weight room, you can show them the trophy case, you can show them all that. In the NFL, the best recruiting tool is is was and always will be money. If mm-hmm. the Vikings have more of it than other teams, they'll probably be more likely to land certain players, and they do have more of it than last time we talked. So that's good. They're in the going in the right direction. But they're still going to need up to free up some some more money, I think, to get the kind of players that they need to fill some pretty significant holes in this roster. So, yeah, I, it's yeah. there are no I, special secrets. I think. I mean, I don't think you're bringing Kirk Cousins into the living room to have them. You know, oh shucks, we're going to have a good team this year. But like, and I don't, and it's it's that's really the the bottom line. I, the bottom line is the bottom line on the contract. It's it's what the the players want the most. If you're going to offer a decent amount of more money than the other team, more more than likely you're going to get them. So it's just trying to get those mid-range players. And there are going to be a ton of mid-range veterans available. There are going to be more cuts in the coming weeks. There are going to be some affordable impact players. I mean, the, the Patriots built their dynasty on almost every year, finding these plug and play players. You know, the it's not the, the rookie contracts and not the mega contracts. They were always so mm-hmm. good at finding that $5 million guy that, that made an impact that five, you know, $8 million cornerback that played, you know, 90% of the snaps. It's things like that. There are going to be opportunities, but you're going to have to spend your money wisely, especially if you're the Vikings, because it's in limited supply. They're still, um, they're still kind of up against it financially with a lot of moves still to make here. So yeah, it's, I, I wish there was a recruiting tool that, that they could flip the switch on and have an advantage, but it, it all comes down to the money. Do you have Do you have any yeah. ideas? Because I'm I'm more than willing if, if they no get, if I they I in here. You know I I I like your answer because you can hear the excitement in your voice of just trying to be smart and savvy with the money, which the Vikings have been able to do in previous off seasons. So I like that answer. the The only other thing I would add is it'll be interesting to see how hard they push the come back to daddy button as I, I like to call it. So the next guy we're going to talk about real quick is a good example of that. But like yeah. is, is, is Gino Atkins coming? Cause he's got Mike Zimmer connections is Linval Joseph coming back. How many of these former Mike Zimmer, Paul Gunther pupils do they try to get back? And, you know, Clint Kubiak, I don't know. You don't have any former disciples yet. So maybe we just, <laughs> use the draft to address the offense. Hey, my dad coached you one time. Maybe he can do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, my dad coached you one time. That's a good line. That's a recruiting tool right there. Yeah, right there. I'm sure I'm, I'm younger than you for maybe some of those players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But speaking of some of those players, I have one. Uh, we'll get to our last question here. So we did get one guy back. The the, the return the 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 prodigal mm-hmm. defensive end has returned. Stephen Weatherly is back. Mm-hmm. Um, so how much does that kind of put left? Okay. I mean, the pass rush was basically non-existent. You're hopefully getting Daniel Hunter back this year. Maybe that's another extension or contract thing we have to worry about down the road, but we'll talk about that in a later show. Does the return of Weatherly put less emphasis in your mind on the Vikings finding edge rushing help in the draft or free agency, or is it still a pretty big need in your mind? It, it has to put less emphasis. Uh, of course it does. So I don't like to answer questions with questions, but if <laughs> if it doesn't, if we still need an edge, then what's the point of signing Stephen Weatherly in the first place? Because we don't have this luxury depth type of cap space right now. We, we went over the Vikings' needs earlier. We went over their cap situation. We went over the recruiting strategy, you know, so they need this for cornerback, guard, defensive tackle, maybe a free safety, maybe a wide receiver, maybe a backup quarterback. You just don't have enough, enough, you know, bandwidth to go get another defensive end on top of what you have in Stephen Weatherly right now. So, yeah, they could go with another mid-round draft pick, but until they do, it's Daniil Hunter on one side and it's DJ Wanham, Stephen Weatherly, and we'll see if they bring back Afadio Denebo, all to compete for that other spot. And you just have to have trust in the rotation behind Daniil Hunter rather than the two stud defensive ends that most people are accustomed to, most Vikings fans are accustomed to. I mean, oh, and there, there it we is. go. That's it. Got it in just in time. Wow, that was fast, y'all. Oh, a little a little clap in the headphones. <laughs> thank right. you. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you, everyone. That's Viking Hot Takes. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe. I love the comments. A lot of new faces coming on board. We love to see you here. Absolutely. And, and you can always join the conversation on Climbing the Podcast, Climbing the Pockets YouTube channel no matter what show we're doing if we're live you can chat just like this with other fans so please continue to come on board hope you enjoyed the show eric you got any closing comments i still think they could go a little more edge i i, I like the depth oh, yeah. that whether they bring so i had to get my little mm-hmm. in there but yeah I, I i think you know i wouldn't mind going a first or second round pick still there's a lot of good edge rushers we'll see, see. but we'll yes, see we'll um, find out the hard way with the, there are still more questions than answers right now, but this is the best. This is the, the good stuff of the offseason before the draft. We're getting a lot of news, and we'll, we'll keep coming with more shows. You guys keep watching. <laughs> I love it. Skull Vikes. Y'all have a good night. We'll see ya. Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Let's go, everybody.